Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into the topic of social networking and your teen. Let's listen in. Our teens are created to be little social butterflies. They want to connect with each other. They want to engage with one another. They want to spend time just being with each other. And that's nothing different than when anybody listening to this broadcast was in high school. Mm -hmm. People want that. But you know what we did not have were all these techniques and and the fact that you can do it electronically without being face-to-face with people, without sitting across from them, or without having any kind of discussion. It's just absolutely amazing. So it's a whole new world of this connecting that happens among teens. There's a certain anonymity about the whole thing as well, which teens kind of kind of like, don't they? Well, we all like that to some extent. I mean, I can say things in a letter that I couldn't say face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I can say things in an email, and this is dangerous, that I don't say face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so, so the same way, I can embellish some things about myself because there's no way that you can tell that I'm lying or maybe taking you down a path that's endless and dark or, you know, I may just not be telling the truth and I may want to make myself look a little bit better. It is truly a new world. And I think parents are going to have to come up to speed and understand that their kids are going to network with each other. Yeah, we need to know what's going on. That's right. And and we're not going to stop it. So we might as well be a part of it and try to guide and direct them during that time that those potentials of the dark side of the internet could enter in. And we want to keep that from happening. So Mark, you're the expert, but here's my idea. Let's just shut down the whole internet. What do you say? And that'll solve all of our problems, Problem right? solved. I know. You know, sometimes parents have that tendency to think that If it's something I don't like, I just want to take it away. Mm -hmm. You know, the Internet is one of those things that can't be taken away, and that's a a great point. And if parents try to do that, then kids will move in other directions to to network. They'll go to friend's house to get on the Internet. subversive things. They'll steal cell phones. They'll take other kids. I mean, it's a connection. Now, would you have ever thought that... 12th graders at one point would have little phones that they can call back and forth to each other. Not only that, but they can go anywhere in the world and see anything on that phone through the internet. Oh, I know. And and would you think then, after a passage of time, that ninth graders would have that? <laughs> no. The answer is no. And most people would say, well, you know, sixth graders will never have that. Well, I tell you what. They do. It's one of the biggest things right now. I keep telling my son-in-law, I said, you know, when our granddaughter's in the third grade next year, she'll probably have a cell phone. And he goes, not my daughter. And I said, you know, that's what every other dad has said. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I approve of it, not that I think it's right. I'm not so sure that it's wrong. I don't know whether it's appropriate, but you know what? I'm not going to be the one that changes that. And the tendency with a lot of these kids, if I begin to look at them and say, you know what, you don't get to do that. The problem that I'm placing myself in with other kids is that I am degrading my child or keeping them from being able to fit in socially, which is how they're made. They're made to be these social butterflies. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, I am now pitted against what I believe should be right for my child. Now, here's, here's the bigger issue here. Most Christian parents want their kids to to live by biblical principles. 
by morals that they've been established. They want them to build values into their life and to have a sense of character that is far beyond other kids. And it means that we limit and restrict. And it means that we push our kids and we have expectations that aren't out of reach, but we we have something that we long for them. But the problem is we are working against the culture that is pitting us against our kids. Yes. Now it it we're not we're not doing that intentionally because we're not doing it to provoke our kids and we're not wanting to provoke them to anger, but sometimes our actions are provoking our kids to anger when we take away something that is connecting them with the outside world. And I'll use the example of cell phones. I mean, the cell phone has become the new car that you get to take away at 16. Well, I tell parents all the time, give it to your child. You can take it away if they're disrespectful, dishonest, or disobedient. But the problem is, and and where it really comes down to to me as a parent, is I'm going to have to make some decisions about what I think is not going to happen what could happen, even though I don't totally agree with, and what is going to happen on the other side. And you have to determine what you support, what you don't support, what you're in favor of, not in favor of, and maybe some things that you don't care about. I also know that that means that I can't change everything that's in the world. And so I can't insulate my child from the effect of everything. And I sure can't isolate them from everything. So I'm stuck. And what that means for me as a parent is one of the greatest challenges is going to have to determine how do I apply my child's needs into this system that I want to build around them. And it means I can't just sit back and do nothing. And uh, this is something that our parents didn't have to deal with. And we can't ignore it. We have to step up. We have to treat it as an opportunity once again to teach kids. I mean, this is the culture they're going to live in the culture they're going to grow up in, absolutely mature in, learn to make decisions, learn to become independent in, so we have to help them. Right, and it's something new for us also. Yeah. So it means that we have to stay on top of it and understand how it all works and then and, and then engage with our child in such a way to guide and direct them through all of this. You just wonder what's next, don't you? Oh, you do, <laughs> you know, but we never would have thought that this would be happening couldn't at the seen, rate that it is. Couldn't have seen this social networking thing take off the way it has. It's amazing. I mean, who would have thought that kids would be texting all the time? Right. Yeah, and parents ask me all the time, my child texts 200 times a day. And I said, well, you know what? They're pretty normal. Right. And they can't believe it. And I said, just because we haven't done that growing up doesn't mean that it's abnormal for your child to do that. It is normal for them. What we have to do is adjust that and figure out, okay, how do we allow our child to do those things and not take away from some very special things that we want for our family? And perhaps that's setting boundaries and setting rules. You don't text while you're sitting there eating dinner. You put away your phone at 10 o'clock at night or whatever. We're talking to Bill is. Ziegler, the school principal, who said he catches kids texting while the, the phone is in their pocket. Oh, I've seen kids. They they go so fast texting. It is unbelievable. They don't even have to look at the keyboard, <laughs> you know, or, or, and it's just amazing. absolutely amazing. Yeah. But people want to be connected. And because this world is so absence of face-to-face communication, they're having to try harder and harder to connect in a way that, that face-to-face communication used to allow, but it's not happening. So they're doing it more and more. And, it, and they'll eventually find out 
that you've got to sit down and spend time with one yeah, another. You yeah. can't have relationships totally over the internet. Good old-fashioned face-to-face instead of Facebook. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I tell you what, we get lots of email questions and comments from, from parents who write to us through our website, parentingtodaysteens.org. I'd like to share one. It's a little on the longer side, and I'll just take some excerpts here sure. that will illustrate the point. It's talking about a teenage daughter who talks back tells her parents no when she's asked to do something she doesn't want to do. She's stolen from stores twice. The first time she didn't get caught, the second time she did. She habitually lies, keeps her room dirty. We have had arguments about that, but she still doesn't clean it. Cursing dialogues with her friends when chatting online or texting on phone. Previously has posted revealing pictures on MySpace of cleavage showing sexy pictures in her digital camera, etc., tells us that she doesn't want to go to church and that we force her to go so she can't wait until she's 18 and moves out to do what she wants to do. But look at this. She's in the eighth grade Yeah, and can't wait until she's 18. Most of the time, it's 17-year-olds saying, I can't wait to get away from home. And you know what? That's a pretty healthy 17-year-old when they say that. But this family's got a problem. And, And the problem is this girl has probably been exposed to so much that what's happening is she's beginning to believe in herself that I can make it on my own and I can do those things because she's watching and living in the fantasy world that doesn't exist. All right, we only know what we read in this email, so we don't know the whole situation right. here. But what would you do as, as, a, as a mom or dad? In this situation? In this situation. Yeah, you know what? The tendency is for parents to pull back everything when they see all the negative behavior. And I am not against consequences. I, I don't think that any person can read what I write, listen to what I speak, or listen to anything on the radio and think that I am for giving up consequences. I want a child to experience consequences. But you know what? Some of the things that we take away provoke a child to only do more. And I say that parents, you're going to have to filter in the need for a cell phone, the use of the internet, and, and how that affects kids. They can teach responsibility. They can teach responsibility, but I'm not so sure that taking all of those things away because she sent sexy pictures over the internet or because she's texting and using bad language, that you take those things away. I think what you do is encourage her in other arenas to move her ahead to get her out of that. She's still immature. She's still trying all those values that you've built into her life. But the second part of it is, is you pull some other things away from her that hopefully she'll want to get back, that she'll stop that behavior. So do you set time limits, uh, set hours when you can be on the internet, rules like mom and dad have to be at home? I, I think there's many Maintenance that you have to set up, uh, that you can only play video games for so long. You can only text so much when you're at home. Then you've got to put the phone down somewhere. You know, we used to try to get kids away from watching TV. Now they're on their phone so much, we're trying to give them TV to get them away from their cell phone. And, And there's a part of it where we have to manage the operation of all these technological things in our kids' lives. But then we have to figure out when there's a violation of some of these things, what I take away. Yeah. And and I'm always one that says, take away the car, take away everything. But some things that you take away only provoke to move a child deeper into those inappropriate behaviors. Let's face it, social networking is here to stay. It is. It's not going to change. We're not going to change that, but we have to learn to turn it into a positive for our teens. Right. You know what? If your child is not connecting over Facebook, and the reason that they are so pushed toward Facebook is because they want to express themselves because it's not happening in other ways. And so you take that away, they will find another way to express themselves. And I'm not so sure that you want that 
uh, as much as you want to manage the current Facebook account. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. Mark, as we talk about social networking in your teen, I wonder if we have some parents listening who are kind of waking up to this by (laughs) hearing this conversation today. There's 160 million people to date on Facebook. And a lot of parents are saying, wait a minute, I'm not on Facebook. And I'm going, you know what? It's one of those things that we're finding out a little bit later. Kids are finding out things first. Marketing is aimed toward them. And if we don't be very intentional about moving toward an education of ourselves about these things, we're going to miss it. But I think the other thing and probably the bigger thing that that we've got to be aware of as parents is that we begin to make decisions about something that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of parents that call and say, I told my child to get off Facebook. I will never allow them to text. Not right. That would be like somebody 20 years ago saying, I will never let anybody get on the Internet. It's an evil thing. (laughs) And I go, you know what? I mean, there's a you've got to transition into a lot of things with these kids. And parents have got to be aware. They've got to be involved. As Susie said, they've got to help their child understand what role all of this place. And so a parent's got to do this. They may be sitting there going, I'm clueless. I don't have an idea. Well, then now's the time to jump in. Yeah. And do they go from zero to 60 just overnight? I mean, from not knowing about it to, you know, super uh, monitoring the well, situation? Well, I, I would tell parents this, get on facebook.com tonight and open up an account. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm not promoing Facebook, but I am saying, get on and open up an account. Anybody can do it in your own name and then just go out there and start asking questions about how I operate this. And you'll be surprised how people from your old high school years or people from 30 years ago yeah, will get a hold of like you. people like it too. <laughs> yeah, they really do because there's a connection that happens. I mm-hmm. think, you know, a teen is no different than you and I. We love to connect with people sure. that we haven't seen in 30 and 40 years. Mm-hmm. I've got kids that we worked with 35 years ago that are getting a hold of me, yeah. wanting to connect. They want to make a connection. I've seen some so, of that interaction on your page. That's right. So this is the tool that that is fostering that and allowing it to happen. It's exciting, you know, but it shows that kids want to connect. So instead of being a disconnect, mom and dad, let this be a connection that you have with them also. Participate with them in this and, and help them understand a lot of it. Even if everything seems to be okay, I mean, I don't think they're abusing this. I know they're spending some time online. Should we assume the best of our kids? Um, you know, Scripture said, blessed is the man who puts his trust in God. <laughs> right before that, it said, cursed is the man who puts his trust in man. Okay. I and I would, always, I would always... I would always... 
hold to the fact that these kids are adolescents and adolescents act in certain ways. I love horses, but I know that they can throw me. I love dogs, but in given situations, I can get bit. I love people, but in certain situations, you can't trust them. So don't be naive about this. Don't be naive. You've got to stay on top of it. You've got to be involved. And if you're one of those parents that's just sitting back saying, well, I don't care about this stuff, I... I would implore you to get involved for your child's sake. And it can be a positive, especially oh, it is. It if, is. if mom is on Facebook and you're sharing things together. And, you know, yeah, you have your, your thing right. with your friends, right. but mom's right. there too. Oh, yeah. I think it's a really good thing, quite honestly. I think it's a real good thing. I think we just got to help guide our kids through it. When they start putting up pictures of themselves, that's a little bit too revealing. Yeah. Somebody needs to be sitting with a daughter going, sweetheart, come here, come here. Yeah. This isn't a good one for you to put up. And this is the reason why. Now she is faced between wanting to be stylish and at the same time, not wanting to violate any of her values that you've built into her life. So there's a part of it where I go, then understand that's the situation, but help her through it and discuss it. And then you may have to say, you know what, I'm going to ask that you take that picture off. All right, let's talk for the last couple of minutes here about the fundamental takeaway from today's conversation. You know, the, the takeaway on all this would be, parents, you've got to learn what isn't going to change what is changing in your child's life and what you will need to change to make sure that you are walking with your child as they make their changes. A lot of change is happening. It's speeding up for us as well. And so the biggest challenge I think all of us have as parents is to figure out how I apply the principles and values and morals and character traits to my child today in a culture that's not helping me anymore. And in some cases, in most cases, working against me. I'm not a fella that thinks the world is an evil mess and we need to avoid it. I think we need to get in there and help people shine and, and bring light to a dark place and, and offer flavor to those other people that, that our kids are touching in some way. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.